0: Me better than the last me. All I've been fit was for this truth and compassion. And whenever they ask I be,
1: I be, I be praising. I be, I be, I be, I be praising. I be, I be, I be praising. I be, I be, I be.
0: You just heard "Praising" from the album The Intro by Denise LaShawn. Go check out Denise LaShawn's music on Spotify or any other music site. Hi, my name is Margaret, and you have ventured your way into the Beautiful Collision podcast. I believe when the good and amazing, great parts of your life collide with the bad, messy, and hard parts of your life, they make you into the beautiful and amazing person that you are. On this podcast, you're going to hear stories of people from all walks of life. And my hope is that you resonate with some and embrace your own story. Hey everybody, I'm so glad that you're here again. Today's guest is Derek Blanchard. We talk about a lot of different things. We start with his journey from New Mexico all the way to where he lives now in Dallas over the last few years of his life and what that has done for him and how it's grown him. We spend a lot of time talking about discipleship and mentorship and just the importance that is for people in their lives and how it's affected him and how it's important to him. And then we get to talk a lot about just what it means to be a man. I love hearing different men's perspectives on this. And so when I have guys on the show, I love to pose that question. So you're going to be really intrigued by what he has to say about that as well. And then we talk about his most embarrassing story, which is hilarious. So sorry for my squeal when he tells us this. And then we also get to talk about his love for LSU and Kobe, which literally a immense love for so i really hope you enjoy my conversation with derek hello all right hey everybody i'm so excited that you are listening today um i'm really excited for my guest my guest today is derek blanchard what's up (laughs) and he is the set no the third guy that i've had on the show so i'm really excited so this is a big deal
1: yeah, glad to be here.
0: <laughs> so Derek's gonna introduce himself, say where he's from, what he does, or is doing right now, and then we'll get started. So Derek, introduce yourself.
1: All right, my name is Derek Blanchard. I'm uh, from Las Cruces, New Mexico.
0: Okay, where's
1: that? Uh, you know, it's <laughs> it's over there by El Paso. <laughs> okay, El Paso, Texas. So is it close
0: to the border? I'm, yes. Okay, okay, we're
1: like 30 minutes from Juarez.
0: Or, I don't know, or wars.
1: (laughs) Or what is? It's actually, it's just Mexico.
0: Okay. (laughs) Awesome.
1: Um, And then now I live, currently I live in Dallas. Okay. And I'm going to uh, Dallas Theological Seminary.
0: Woo woo! What are you studying?
1: Uh, Theology. Theology. So that's just a fancy way of saying, uh, studying God, basically.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Okay. (laughs) And then, so I'm going to start from your New Mexico life and bring it all the way to Dallas, okay? Okay. So, um, you went to university in New Mexico, or got your bachelor's degree in New Mexico, right?
1: Right. New Mexico New, State. New
0: Mexico State. Go Aggies. Go Aggies. Go Aggies. Not Texas A&M Aggies. No,
1: we're the real Aggies. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, okay. So, what are some of your favorite things about New Mexico? Uh,
1: definitely the food. Okay. Green chili, red chili. I um, that. right. Right. Uh, I don't explain it to anybody because... <laughs> Because most people think that I'm talking about uh, bell peppers or, <laughs> or jalapenos. Yeah. And it's not that. So. But all my New Mexico people, uh, you know what I'm talking about.
0: Green chili. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We, it, they make it into like a sauce and then you put it on enchiladas uh-huh. or on your eggs or. Yeah. I mean, literally they put it in ice cream.
0: No way.
1: Yes. Yeah, so that's a little extreme, but yeah, it's, it's amazing. So, so easily the food is the best thing. Uh huh. Um, and that's about it.
0: That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> so is that the reason you left? Because that's it. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's just there's really nothing there.
0: Okay, so you grew up in New Mexico, yeah. um, and then you went to college, and then did you go from college to da- straight to Dallas? What was your no. in between life like? So
1: I did uh, six six years at New Mexico State. Super
0: senior.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I just took sign language my last semester. Oh, uh, fine. Anyways, I... The, after that, I went and did the Canna Institute.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, in Branson, Missouri. Okay. And I, it's, a, it's just a year-long Bible training program. Okay. And um, and then from there, I actually moved to Third Ward here in Houston. Okay. And I uh, worked at an inner-city after-school program. Okay. Um, the Forge for Families. Shout out, Miss Bridget and Dana. Um did 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 work with them, mm-hmm. and then I uh, worked at a church in Katy, Texas. Okay. Lived with the Archkas
0: right. Okay, so we're gonna backtrack because some he's dropping a lot of things that people oh, yeah. might yeah. not understand yeah, yeah, the yeah, 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 progression. Yeah. So okay, so you when so the Cana Cook Institute. Yes. And to, for those of y'all listening, we met at a camp called
1: Kids Across America. Kids
0: Across America.
1: K A A.
0: You know, <laughs> um, yeah. So we met at this camp, and that's basically a camp in the summer mm-hmm. well I'll let you explain it so what's kids across America
1: yeah it's uh it's a sister camp to Kanoku okay and it's basically an inner city camp mm-hmm. in Golden Missouri okay which is right outside of Branson
0: mm-hmm.
1: and where kids just come uh, one week mm-hmm. out of their summer and get to hear the gospel and um, and they're they're coming from Detroit Memphis um, Houston Dallas they're coming from all the all the major cities I feel like and just able to hear the gospel and to be honest I feel like that's where I really came to know the gospel as well
0: yeah Um, so go a little bit deeper into that explain that so one had you ever done like inner city mm -hmm. ministry before what brought you there why did you choose to go there is that something that was in your life incorporating your life and then yeah all the things
1: yeah um (laughs) You know, I heard about it from a couple buddies that did it in at uh, from New Mexico State. Okay. Uh, they came back one summer and were just like, "Dude, you gotta check this this camp out!" And yeah. Uh, before that point, I never had really left uh, home from for more than about two weeks.
0: Okay, New so, Mexico. You mean, yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I've gone on vacation different places, and um, but I I did a whole summer out there, my first summer in 2011. Okay. That's where that's when we met. Yeah, and um, yeah, God God really met me there. Mm-hmm. Um, I I grew up kind of in a in a church uh, more so of you mm-hmm. know um, I would say you had to um, more or less uh, earn your salvation to mm-hmm. an extent, and um, so going to a camp um, and and kind of relearning the gospel for myself um, mm-hmm. as I'm trying to uh, give it to these kids. Uh, yeah. the Lord really, <laughs> really humbled me and, and, um, just, just rocked my world, I would say.
0: Yeah. Awesome. And so how many years did you do that?
1: Uh, did it from 2011 to 2014 was my last summer there,
0: there at, at that camp. Okay. Yeah. And so you've made a lot, a lot of good friends from that. Right, um, right. and one of those friendships was actually with one of our directors yeah. who you, <laughs> kind of, you came with them to Houston, right?
1: Yeah, well, they came. Yeah, I helped them move here. Okay, and then I wasn't planning on living here. Mm-hmm. And then um, all the jobs that I was applying for,
0: yeah,
1: after the institute, okay, uh, just were kind of closed doors. Mm-hmm. And so Ray, uh, the, the, my director from Kids Cross America, um, found me a job out here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I never had Houston in the,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> in the in the membrane or anything but uh that's where i ended up and ended up living with them for two years okay so
0: yeah so what was life in houston like i mean obviously it's a great city because i live here (laughs) um but what so i mean you go from like never ever really ever leaving new mexico you start doing this thing where you go to another state for basically an entire summer and then you lived there for an entire year, mm-hmm. and then um, you're moving to Houston. What are you kind of thinking about You're wanting to transition to, transition t- into and do, and what was it like living in such a big city like Houston? Because I know for some people, Houston can be a little bit overwhelming.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think it was just, a, honestly, it was a time where uh, I was away from family. Yeah. I was away from my core friends that I made in college. hmm and I was just met with a, a a really great opportunity to learn a ton about myself. Yeah. Um. You know. And so had had the archkos here, mm-hmm. and um. You know, working a a job, but 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 yeah, it really kind of showed me what how how community was mm-hmm. and how how essential it is. Mm-hmm. But also too, whenever I didn't have it, it was just I feel like God just kind of brought down a big mirror to. Hey, like we're going to focus on, on your stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, that's what I feel like my time in Houston specifically, uh, really was.
0: Just focusing on you and you growing.
1: Yeah. And just kind of the, how I, how I was raised and the good and the bad and, mm-hmm. um, why I handle things yeah certain ways and good and bad and, yeah. <laughs> from relationships to friendships to uh, when I'm stressed and, and just, yeah, I just, it just really felt like I was just like, oh man, like God is just showing me my, uh, my heart mm-hmm. um, in, in a lot of the ways that yeah. I respond. Yeah. So,
0: so you mentioned community a little bit, but I want to, so I'm going to praise him a little bit because Derek is like a mentor to a lot of people um, and, or in disciples, a lot of people. But if you don't know what discipleship mean, basically he's a mentor, like he does, intentionally does life with a lot of people, especially guys. So, like, mentors them, speaks truth to them or um, encourages them, all that kind of stuff. Um, And so, he uh, really pours in, like, he spends his time pouring into other people. Um, And so, I want to ask you, because you are so passionate about that, I know. (laughs) And you do it really well. Well, thanks. And so, I want to ask you what, like, has, okay, so... First, has that is that something that has always been in your life? Like, mm-hmm. growing up, were you, from like a young age, were you mentored a lot? And that's what got you into doing that? Mm-hmm. Um, like, what makes you so passionate about pouring into guys?
1: I think, uh, you know, I think for me, uh, it was the lack of. Okay. Um, I, I was kind of not sure what discipleship looked like. And I, I think I just, from, from a young age, I just kind of figured it was meeting with an old old guy <laughs> at, at coffee you know old guy with hair. <laughs> and 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 what i learned real quick was that's not what discipleship is yeah and um and so getting i mean i, I think god has used my peers mm-hmm. and and even i would say men a couple years older than me mm-hmm. um to really kind of disciple me mm-hmm. um and, and so growing in college, I would say college specifically um, and Kids Across America um, and just kind of the discipleship that happened there and mm-hmm. um, from Ray and like leadership and, and just everything like that uh, really kind of lit a fire under me mm-hmm. of, man, I, well, number one, I wish I had this sooner.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but then also, too, like we all come from broken families like regardless of if you have both parents yeah or one parent or if you're adopted and <laughs> yeah um i grew up with my grandma and my mom yeah and so um just kind of seeing how the lord one wants us to operate but but two i think just I, i've been able to use my story a ton yeah. um to kind of just love on on guys and and just push them to hey God, God is for you, yeah, and and He has given us everything we need to to pursue and be like Him, yeah. So,
0: so you said you grew up with your grandma and your mom. Um, how do you think a lack of maybe like a guy mentor or father figure in your life affected you as a child, and how mm-hmm. do you see like some of those things affecting mm-hmm. you now? Because I think mm-hmm. there are a lot of people in our world that do have maybe have absentee. Fathers specifically, yeah. but specifically with men. Yeah. Um, do you think that has an effect on men, and like in what way and why?
1: Yeah. You know, I <laughs> I think um, from 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 Genesis one uh, one through three, when Adam was passive with Eve. Yeah. Um, I think that that has come up. I would almost say ninety five percent of the conversations I've had mm-hmm. with people. Yeah. Of. Hey, my dad's really passive. Yeah. Or, Hey, I didn't have a father, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's just so crazy that like that because of the fall and because of the broken world, um, it's really, um, just an opportunity to kind of, uh, cling to God and, and, and just learn his character Yeah. because that's not what God intends. Mm -hmm. Um, and so to answer your question, yeah, it's impacted me a ton. Mm-hmm. uh more than i realized. Yeah. I think uh, I think i'm still learning, but i would honestly say too i think that, that that's what my time in Houston was. Yeah. Whenever i was just kind of you know, um kind of isolated a little bit from community that i was used to. Yeah. Um i i yeah, i i kind of figured out that um not really having um a male figure for a lot of my life um, really impacted how I handle mm-hmm. relationships right. and <laughs> insecurities and abandonment um, that I was not even aware of. Right. Um, but yeah, I would find myself uh, not wanting to be in a relationship because what if they left me? Yeah. What if I hurt them or yeah. what if they hurt me? And so mm-hmm. just all, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I mean, and that goes from like a, a romantic relationship all the way to Friendships, right? I mean, it's it's it really touches all 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 relationships. Yeah. Here on Earth, and so um, getting to process that and and run to the Lord with that has been super um, redeeming, but also too, it's it's still a work. It's still a work in progress, yeah. which is why uh, I, I think community is so big. Right. For uh, for anyone, but 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 for me, yeah. Um,
0: I think that's interesting because. So I studied psychology for those of y'all listening and I don't remember in what class it was, but there was like some study that showed like absentee fathers are like affect children in the future more heavily than absentee mothers. Mm. Um, and I just thought that was interesting how like they really are a big role like negatively or positively <laughs> in, in, a, yeah. in a child's life. And yeah. a lot of times I feel like we as a society don't even realize that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. Um, and I think too, another thing that I know about you is you really also have, I think I remember one of the first, not the first time, but when we worked together at Stony Creek that one summer. Yep. Um, Shout out. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you just also have this, like, along the same lines, this like desire for men to like be men, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, like to act like men, um, yeah. in a sense. And so, I would, I would want to ask you because I've asked this before to some of the guys on the show. But what, do, what to you does it mean to be a man, and when do you think you hit that mantle of manhood? And yeah. is it possible never to hit that mantle, uh, that mantle of manhood? Right. Yeah, Does you that know, make sense? yeah.
1: Um, so actually, the church that I go to in Dallas uh, has talked a lot about this yeah. recently, um, and just the reality of like I feel like especially where culture is right now,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's it's right in the middle of of being a man is the breadwinner and strong uh-huh. and. You know, all these things that we grew up seeing in movies and Westerns, you know, and like this, this culture
0: yeah. to
1: now um, men and women can be almost the same in every area. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's kind of where culture is going now Of yeah. uh, from going to whatever bathroom you want to go into to mm-hmm. whatever you feel like yeah. be. And so I think it's just a real um, we're kind of in just a real gender crisis. As a culture, um, right now, but I would say uh, one of the main things that I think God intended man to do is He put man on this earth to um, to sustain order. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, from from the very beginning, He He told Adam to name the animals and to create this order mm-hmm. within the world, which is which I think. Really bleeds into when there's not a man in the family uh there there's not order mm-hmm. you know and so i I think that's a that's a huge thing um you know I think men need to be gentle and they need to use their strength to protect yeah um uh, or just some of the other characteristics uh it's okay for for man to be uh emotional yeah you know um but it's definitely a, a unique time i think to yeah um, those are those are just the ones that are on top of my head yeah um, ultimately uh, if you're not pursuing Christ first uh, you're you're gonna fail at that you're gonna <laughs> yeah you're gonna be you're gonna use your giftings and and how God intended men uh, poorly
0: yeah do you think um, some men, never reached that like do you think it's an age thing of like i'm a man now or do you Mm -hmm. think it's more of a mindset like people can really take on that role at a younger age or you know way late and yeah yeah
1: (laughs) 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 yeah Yeah, i uh you know honestly it's all dependent upon where you're getting your your identity of 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 being a man from yeah um if you listen to the world and you chase what the world tells you a man is, uh, you will be doing that up into your 40s and 50s. Yeah. Like, I've seen it. Yeah. Uh I've even been tempted to do that. Yeah. You know, if I'm just being uh, fully honest. But, um, you know, I think that's where, um, yeah, just really leaning into um, – Hey, first Timothy two, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. Yeah. You know, I I think God's just kind of saying, Hey, it doesn't matter your age when you're with me. Yeah. You know? Um, and there's tons of young dudes in the Bible who are just on top of the game, Yeah. you know? And so, um, and, and just being able to see the generation, uh, that I am a part of in Dallas, there's a lot of young cats that are like really on fire. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's a God thing. Yeah. Um, and but that's not normally how we are wired as men. Mm-hmm. We don't want help. Yeah, uh, we want to white knuckle our way through and yeah, um, really prove to ourselves, prove to all the haters, prove to <laughs> yeah, prove to whoever that we can we can do it yeah uh, on our own
0: yeah. So something to kind of add or to ask is um, you know going again going back to the community thing so in community, that involves, like, honesty mm-hmm. and vulnerability mm-hmm. and authenticity. Yeah. And <laughs> um, I feel like, yeah. I'm going to ask you from a man's standpoint because you're a man. Okay. But But um, I feel like, and maybe I can be completely wrong, but that, I could, so women, I mean, sometimes, as women, sometimes we have walls and all that right. kind of stuff, but. I feel like naturally, for the most part, if you really sit down one-on-one with a woman and or another girl and you, like, have a conversation or meet with them over time, like, you can get to the... Like, we we like to pour our hearts out mm-hmm. to people we trust, obviously. Yeah. But we, we like to share things and be, be honest and vulnerable. Um, it's not always the easiest. Yeah. But I think women do it more than men. And so can you talk about why... That is so hard for men, and how that could be a hindrance in mentoring, like guys mentoring guys, and maybe even yeah. in a bigger sense, how that feeds into more of the passivity. Because, like, you know, calling calling each other out on stuff or being honest about yeah. things going on. Do you find that hard
1: yeah.
0: with guys, yeah. or is it like a new season? Of guys, that are like, we're gonna be real <laughs> about our stuff, so we can deal with yeah. it. Yeah. Or do you feel see more of the suppressed yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, you know, I think honestly I think uh men and women are somewhat similar in this area, I would say. Okay. Um just because I think what keeps guys from sharing or is it maybe it may be wrapped up in different emotions. Okay, okay. But it's number one, what are they gonna think about me?
0: Okay.
1: I mean, even as guys you think that.
0: That's so interesting because I really thought that was like, guys were like, I don't care what goes, th- yeah. I don't care what well, anybody thinks. Well, we
1: say that. <laughs> we, we say that.
0: Um, and girls are like, I don't I don't know. But if, if you're
1: about, about to open your heart up to, hey, I'm struggling with this, the first thing in, you think of is like, well, what are these dudes going to think about? Really? Me? I didn't
0: know like, that. I didn't know uh, guys. Something. Not always. But, but sometimes, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, what are they thinking about me? Um, I mean, I think it's just, honestly, I think it's, It's the way the the enemy works. Uh Um, So number one, what are they going to think about you? Number two, um, no one else struggles with this.
0: Uh
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, I I think that's just kind of it's so funny whenever people confess how it just you know transparency breeds transparency. Yeah, and so we'll have a guy um, in my community confess something, and then you know. (laughs) Like that same meeting, like three or four guys are like, well, actually, I, I did, I have, I struggle with that too. Yeah, you know, and so, and that's that's, I feel like that's more of like a beginning conversation. Uh huh. The more you do life with people, the more you're able to kind of see patterns. Yeah, you know, and and I think that's why community is so great. Um, but it's not something we desire. Um, nor naturally.
0: Yeah. Do you feel like sometimes? <clears throat> and so this is just me asking because I don't know but do you feel like sometimes men see it as like a weakness to do that because you know you always hear the like societal like you know toughen up right. like you know like figure it out and like right. deal with it and like move on type thing um do you ever think men uh, think things like being vulnerable and honest and you know having to walk through something or deal with something or be at a, being at a low point is mm-hmm like weak so therefore yeah. i don't want to like yeah. i need to be able to figure this out
1: yeah yeah i mean i think i think just naturally that's yeah. that's what we want to do okay um but you know proverbs 12 1 says if you love those who love discipline
0: mm-hmm.
1: love knowledge mm-hmm. and he who hates reproof is stupid like, like it literally like tells you if you hate being reproved, if you hate correction, you're stupid. And I love that verse because I think that that's, I mean, that's directed to all of us. But I'm like, that's what men need yeah. to hear mm-hmm. because we need. And
0: it's pretty blunt. Yeah. <laughs> and you like being blunt.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and so, that's blunt. <laughs> uh, so far so good on here. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think. Man, we we need to start training a generation and training men to 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 want accountability and to seek it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not normal. That's not the natural way we we bend.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um And so, community, my community group, um, shout out CG if y'all are listening. Um,
0: You're probably gonna tell them to listen. <laughs> uh, yeah, I probably will. <laughs>
1: Um, they, man, they have been monumental mm-hmm. in my spiritual walk for the, the last year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, not always easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, half the time I don't want to share what I need to share. Yeah. Um, but again, I, I, I read Proverbs twelve one and and just, just r- remind myself, um, who I am to God and, um, Romans eight, one, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ and, that really allows you to operate in a freedom
0: mm-hmm.
1: of the gospel yeah um, and and that's it's super transforming
0: yeah and that even if you do share with someone that freaks out or has an opposite reaction of what you're expecting it's right. okay
1: right right which
0: i think <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> which that yeah. which can happen sometimes yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know like yeah. Like you could be judged for it. Like that's that's a. Right. I think that's a, a also reality as well. And I think sometimes, like for me, being able to share was also coming to the reality of it's important. Yes, other people might be going through that, but also that even if someone does react in a way that isn't loving and yeah. is and is judgmental, that it's still okay. That like I'm still like a whole right. person, you know?
1: Right. right. Yeah, and I think that's 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 huge. And I think just informing uh this is this is a total uh watermark saying um
0: that's the church he goes to by the way
1: but informing your heart before you follow it mm-hmm. in all areas of of not only yourself but even whenever you're um correcting or mm-hmm. loving someone mm-hmm. uh in your community um man i i look back at my life and there's several times where i wish i would have gone to scripture Mm-hmm. to inform my heart of what to tell yeah. my brother in need yeah. than what I said right off the, <laughs> like right off the jump. Yeah. Like, well, why don't, oh, do this or do that, you mm-hmm. know, instead of like, well, let's see what God's word says. Yeah. Let's pray about this. And cause we like to fix things. Yep. Um, big time. Um, I love fixing things.
0: Fixer. Bob the builder. Fixer upper.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 You're so
0: crazy. Yeah. No, that's good. I really like that because I think I'm also very passionate about people doing life with each other and being honest and growing together. Mm-hmm. And America is very individualistic culture too. Right. So just in general as a society, so even outside of like the Christian faith, like we're trained to be very individual, individualistic yeah. where yeah. a lot of other countries are very like more like community oriented by culture. Right. So that translates a lot easier into their faith. I feel right. like sometimes in those countries right. and here <clears throat> it's, it translates sometimes to be more like, this is my thing. This is my faith. This is like my, you you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, because of the culture of America, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, Yeah. Okay, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. Um, You're 29 years old.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's old.
0: (laughs) It's not old, but you're about to be 30. And this isn't... I hear 30s are the best.
1: 30s are the new 20s.
0: That's what I hear. (laughs) Is there anything that you're excited about? About, like, going into a new decade of life? I mean, this is a big deal. Don't think of it as I'm turning 30.
1: Oh, yeah, well, it's... It's already there. So. <laughs> You'll be- um, you know, honestly, so I'm not not excited. Uh, I don't. I, I I you know after 21, they're just all just they just all blend together. Uh, to be honest.
0: But you're older and wiser now.
1: That's right. Well, I got I got gray hair now. So, <laughs> um, where's that
0: gray hair from?
1: <laughs> yeah. We- <laughs> okay. <laughs> um yeah i i mean i i think it's i think it's a great time yeah um i think what if i'm just being honest what's tough is um just not again uh buying into the lie of i need to be where somewhere that i'm not yeah um 29 still in grad school yeah um you know some of my family um are looking at me like I'm I'm crazy you know <laughs> yeah. uh why, aren't you, why don't you have a full-time job and yeah and that's tough and yeah. that's tough to uh wrestle with and and trust the lord in and um and just kind of so so turning 30 brings all those things right and when I'm not I have to make a conscious effort to not focus on that mm-hmm. and if I do that well then then yeah turning 30 sounds sounds awesome yeah you know even though it's like it's kind of old, so.
0: <laughs> it is not old. I'm about to be twenty seven on Wednesday, and I'm excited when I turn yep. thirty. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, twenty seven was a good year.
0: It was a good year. <laughs> I think, or yeah, it will be I don't a good year. <laughs> <laughs> um, what you would you say is your like dream? So you're in grad school now. What is yep. kind of your like dream career or like dream job? Yep. That you would want to do, if you have one, or yeah. kind of what.
1: You know that's that's been asked a lot. Um, it kind of
0: if there was no limitations, like, <laughs> like just pretend yeah. you could do whatever you want. Yeah. What is what would that be?
1: Yeah. Well, so I've always kind of stayed in the um, kind of the the field of uh, I would love to just pour into to younger guys. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that benefited me. Mm-hmm. Um, something the Lord used to really shape my life. And so, if I could somehow do that and get paid to do that, like, I would be perfectly content with grabbing lunch, grabbing coffee, doing life with, with, with men. Yeah. Um, and just really, um, kind of strapping, strapping arms with them. Yeah. Uh To, to push one another to, to Jesus. Um, but also to what I've learned in my 29 years of life. <laughs> um,
0: He's so smart, girl. <laughs>
1: Is um, and and I I'm not negating uh, your question um, but it's like Where
0: are you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but but one thing that I've learned is like nothing has really like come about that way, mm-hmm. and so I feel like if I if I could sum up my my life in of uh, 29 years, it's it's literally trust
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and so literally I feel like almost every day I wake up, I have an opportunity. To trust God,
0: yeah.
1: Um, as cliché as that sounds, as like no brainer as that sounds, um, yeah. I, I I really have to choose. Yeah. Am I going to trust God today? Um,
0: With whatever the what that, thing. whatever,
1: yeah, whatever comes my way, whatever job I get, I get next. Mm-hmm. Like it's in His hands. He opens and closes doors, and I I want to know. I want to know.
0: Yeah.
1: Right now, what job I'm going to do next,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and for some people, that's how it works.
0: But uh, for you? Uh,
1: <laughs> me and God have a special relationship <laughs> where I literally think he just allows me to rest in in this t- season often mm-hmm. to remind me that I just need to trust him. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I literally think, like, it's, it's specific to me. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> every extent. season
0: you've moved into has been some sort of, like, Right. Random act how he got there.
1: Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Not how I planned it. Not what I thought I was going to do. And I really feel like God just like, dude, trust me. And I'm going to give you an opportunity Mm -hmm. to do so. Yeah. And it's, I'm not going to lie, it's been frustrating how many times I don't. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, And so, but thankful he continually (laughs) brings me, brings me up. Yeah. uh, Because... I'm an idiot sometimes.
0: (laughs) Sometimes? I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, So if anyone also is listening to this with a job (laughs) opening, to do his dream job. Oh, man. I mean, I don't know how many, like, honestly, I doubt any bigwigs listen to this or any cool people, but if anyone does, he's awesome. So you should (laughs) reach out to him, hire him, all the things. Yeah. This is your... Add me on Venmo. Venmo to get your get your money? No, so they could pay me. (laughs) Through Venmo? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Uh, and no. Um, but yeah, no, that's awesome. I mean, that's awesome. The whole like trusting piece and just really taking it one day at a time and Mm-hmm. I'm the same way. I like to know everything. Right. I like to know how it's going to go. I like right. to know how successful I'm going to be at it so I know if I should do it. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> show me Show me first.
0: Show me first. But yeah, yeah. Th- that's just not how, well, that's just not how life works for me either. <laughs> it's just never really worked that way. But
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, okay. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you to tell us, a, answer a fun question, okay? All right. You ready? Yeah. What's the most awkward thing that has happened to you? Well, no, not that one. That's not the one I wanted to ask you. I did want to ask you what is the most embarrassing thing your uh, a roommate or, or friend has ever done to
1: you? <laughs> okay, um, I uh, I think I've I think I've shared this a couple times with. I mean, anyways, uh, so my roommate in college, mm-hmm. his name is Joe Dirksen.
0: Okay, roommate.
1: Shout out to Joe. I hope you're
0: listening to me Because <laughs> clearly I think this is about to be embarrassing.
1: Um, yeah, so it was freshman year in college. I think okay. he was a junior or a senior. Yeah. So um, I was actually, I didn't even know him at the time. Um, but we lived together. Well, yeah. no, we were about to live together. And we were, because of, of our mutual friend,
0: yeah.
1: uh, Jeremy Moppin. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was hanging out with Mop, and Joe was there. And I was a freshman and there was a co ed crowd. <laughs> uh so I'm a freshman wearing plaid shorts for some reason. Because mm-hmm. it was uh
0: Keep going. It was
1: uh <laughs> it was a cool thing to do. <laughs> and uh Joe thought it would be a good idea to pants me. <laughs> and so, as a freshman Yeah, as a freshman. That's
0: the worst. <laughs> you just got to call it. Right.
1: So we were standing outside at a food chain called, uh, Schnitzel. <laughs> These
0: are yeah. the things in New Mexico, yeah. y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I
1: think I've, I've seen one in Houston. No way. Really? No. Maybe, maybe.
0: There's not. no way. <laughs> they
1: specialize in hot dogs.
0: <laughs> That's what I figured.
1: <laughs> and corn dogs.
0: Nope, I don't think so. And they're right. pretty
1: good. The corn dogs are pretty good. Okay. But anyways, uh, yeah, he decided it'd be a great idea to come up behind me in my plaid shorts and pants me and he ended up <laughs> he ended up getting everything
0: <laughs> did you turn red? oh uh,
1: well yeah I just kind of I, well I, I don't even I blacked out <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: I say. do you remember it? did you completely black out of the situation? Uh,
1: I just remembered I bent over and pulled up my shorts as quickly as possible and then I just saw Joe run off and laugh in the distance,
0: what would
1: you say to him now about that, dude? I'm gonna get you back
0: <laughs> one of these days, As
1: somehow, some way. Um, and it has
0: to be good, it yeah. Has to be good Actually,
1: I was in so flash forward, I was well, him and I got really close,
0: yeah, I, because
1: I, of that. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't usually that's not how really close friends start out, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I was in his wedding um in Virginia yeah I know well (laughs) but I told the story at his at his wedding Uh so it was like revenge you know (laughs) because people were like and it was hilarious because no one in Virginia knew this side of Joe so he he moved up there got married and faked everybody out
0: (laughs) (laughs) you hear that Joe
1: (laughs) (laughs) like and so I was just trying to expose who Joe really was while I was up there yeah you got, and, uh, got yeah. Good. <laughs> was it got it good yeah gosh. so that was definitely one of the most embarrassing times um, of my life oh my
0: gosh freshman year that sounds embarrassing okay so um, I'm also going to give you a time to talk about how passionate you are about LSU because
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes
0: he loves LSU so much to tell everyone
1: <laughs> go Tigers <laughs>
0: <laughs> Are you going to any games this year?
1: Yeah, so I'm going to a couple. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna play in Fo- uh, in Fayetteville mm-hmm. um, against the Razorbacks. I'm gonna go to that game in mm-hmm. October.
0: Okay, is LSU good? I know nothing about football.
1: Yeah, we uh, we killed the number eight team, Miami Hurricanes. Oh dang! First game of the season. Oh dang! We're playing at Auburn tomorrow.
0: Oh dang! Right, do you think you'll win that?
1: Um, I don't know. They're pretty good, <laughs> but we have God on our side. So. <laughs>
0: We have go side. Go LSU. And then, um,
1: and then I'm gonna go watch the Thanksgiving Day game in call, at College Station. Oh, yeah. If Ray Ray, if Ray Ray comes through on the tickets.
0: Okay. So, so you heard that he's trying to get tickets to all these. Uh, so any LSU fans or footballers listening? Yep. To
1: this. Yep. <laughs> give
0: Derek tickets what okay wait how did you become an LSU fan all the way in New Mexico not that it's impossible but what right. made you be an LSU cause he is diehard hard LSU right. like
1: yeah. so haters hater's gonna hate <laughs> you know people are like uh, how you went to New Mexico State and you uh, didn't cut LSU but right. didn't you want to go to LSU yeah I did want to go to LSU but okay. I was too chicken <laughs>
0: To, oh, to leave New Mexico. To
1: leave New Mexico at the time.
0: Oh. Yes. So maybe if you had <laughs> had all the experiences now. And we're going, yes. You would have oh, definitely. Oh, I would definitely
1: go. <laughs> oh, yeah. No doubt. Okay. Um, no, long story short, my mom married my stepdad when I was 9 Mm-hmm. And he has a lot of family in oh. Louisiana. Okay. And so as a as a kid, uh, I mean, I, I, I just knew about the Cowboys. Uh, number Another fun fact, New Mexico has no professional football, or sports teams.
0: At, at all? At all. None of them?
1: No, no, not anywhere in that little state.
0: Not one sport?
1: Not one not professional golf, sport? Not golf? No, soccer? No. I didn't know that. So when you live there, you get to pick. <laughs> you get free range get free of free all range other everybody.
0: 49 states. So,
1: now to be fair, I've stuck with all the teams that I've I've liked. okay. So so you're not like a... No, like no. A, so, yeah, LSU won, and people just thought I just liked them because they won. And I, I've liked them this whole time, and we haven't won since 2007.
0: There you go. You know? You're a real fan.
1: That's right. I know more you're about not... LSU than half people that go there.
0: <laughs> I'm sure you do, yeah. honestly. Yeah, So... You're not a... What do they call them? The people that go back there? Bandwagons. To... Yeah, you're not a bandwagoner. No. Okay. No, no, no. Well, go LSU. I mean, I no. don't really watch football, and <laughs> UNC's football as well. Trash. So, but go Tar Heels on basketball.
1: Oh, yeah. They're pretty good. Um, Although Duke's looking real good. This
0: okay. Year. <laughs> <laughs> you're not allowed to say that on the podcast. Oh, yeah.
1: Coach K, if you're listening.
0: Oh, no. He's not listening. <laughs> Trust me. He's not. Awesome. He does not get my podcast. Oh, man. Okay. Super LSU fan. And the other fan he's a huge fan of professionally.
1: Black Mamba. Oh, that's not who you're talking about.
0: No, that's, that is who you're talking. I thought that's who I'm talking
1: about. Uh, Kobe Bryant. I say,
0: are you a Kobe fan well, or you are like a Lakers fan? Well,
1: I've prayed about it. And, <laughs> and He's being sarcastic, uh, y'all. <laughs> kind of. Um, I, uh, I so I was a Kobe fan. Okay. He he retired. It was, I cried his last game. It was okay. so sad. Um, but no, I, so I stuck with the Lakers. Okay. So now that LeBron's there, it's been tough.
0: Oh, you know? but you're not a LeBron fan. Well,
1: no, because all of the LeBron fans are against Kobe most of the time. Okay. So they can't really coexist. But I kind of I decided to swallow my pride <laughs> and just root for LeBron because he's a Laker. Okay. So he's not better than Kobe though.
0: Yeah, what do you have to say to all the Kobe haters? This is your platform to yes, say things, and no finally, one can say finally, anything to you.
1: Finally, there's not annoying people around me arguing. <laughs> yes.
0: So you could say, give me, like, two, three sentences what you want to say to the Kobe haters. Yep. And I'm not, like, a big Kobe <laughs> fan anyways, but I'm giving him yeah. this platform.
1: Yes. Um, Kobe is the greatest basketball player of all time. There. Oh. Yeah. I mean, he, well, it's him and Jordan. Okay? Okay. But LeBron isn't... I mean, people will throw LeBron's stats out. Mm. But when you play in a weaker conference for your entire career, it's, 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 it's likely to happen. Oh!
0: You know, so. He so, yeah. got to Sam, and no one gets star- No one's going to argue with you.
1: Dalton Moore, Christian Lay. what's up? <laughs> what's up, y'all?
0: <laughs> okay, so that actually takes me to the two questions I asked every person at the end of each okay. episode. Okay, you ready? Yeah. If you could go to lunch with anybody... Who would it be and why? And I'm actually going to ask you, where would you go to eat? Go mm. Like, what would you eat with them? Not even where, but like, what would you eat with them?
1: Okay. Uh, I mean, I could do, I could pick a lot of different people. I But I would pick Kobe. Okay, Kobe. I would pick Kobe right. Where would you go? Where would you
0: take um,
1: it? Shoot.
0: What would you want to eat? Like somewhere, with Kobe. somewhere Mexican. Mexican food?
1: I mean, his wife's Latina, you know?
0: Yeah, big fancy yeah yeah probably but
1: was, honestly i would just love to like pick his he's just an interesting guy yeah
0: what would like, you he, want to ask him
1: he's just so intense like yeah. like 10 years before he retired i was reading an article the other day uh-huh. he was already like working on his short film that he won an oscar for yeah or a grammy or whatever whatever yeah. that award is <laughs>
0: yeah
1: he won it like the year after he retired but he was already working on it 10 years before he retired mm-hmm. so he's always he's just always always thinking uh super ahead and so i I don't know i would just love to pick his brain on yeah. basketball and
0: mm-hmm.
1: he's always helping people coaching people mm-hmm. coaching superstars mm-hmm. you know they go to him for advice advice uh, yeah. i just love to
0: okay kobe We've made a lot of shout outs on this podcast of people
1: <laughs> to
0: connect with Derek. I think more than any other episode. So There you go. But shout
1: out, shout out the shout outs.
0: So Kobe, if you're also listening, Derek really wants to, to yeah. get lunch with you. That's right. So come on. Come. And their colors are Purple and Gold. And <laughs> yeah. LSU. Right, right, but
1: but it's not it's not a purple and gold thing. Okay. Like, I don't, that's what people think. Okay. But I don't like the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> okay. And they're they're purple and gold, okay. so I know. I know. Okay. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, so the second question I ask people, well, it's not really a question. It's, if you can encourage anyone right now, who would it be? And so you're going to encourage them as if they're sitting in front of you. So, like, pretend like you're talking to them and say what you would say to encourage them.
1: Dang. Okay. Um, honestly, the first one that comes to my mind uh, is David Imthern okay he um oh yeah he's right in front of me yeah so encourage him (laughs) uh david man i think uh i'm just super encouraged by who you are and who you who you're striving to be with the lord and um he's engaged and so um just getting to see his uh, pursuit of purity and and just trying to honor his um fiance well Mm -hmm. um has just been super encouraging to me, and and he's been really encouraging um, to me uh, during the season that I'm currently in. Yeah. Of of just being there for me and, and not being being an ear, you know, yeah. to, to kind of process um, things through. And so I've just been real encouraged by by you, and and um, just keep it up, man. So.
0: Okay, David. I hope you listen to this. Um, you probably won't. No, tell him to. Oh, yeah, I
1: will, I will, I will.
0: But this has been great, and I'm glad you came on the podcast today. Yeah, Um bad. Any last words to the people?
1: Um. OG's in the office, y'all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Only very few people are going to understand what that means. <laughs> um, but thank you. Okay, say bye to everybody.
1: Okay, bye world. Bye world.